Well, good afternoon, folk. Welcome to another exciting edition of Looking Up here on Faith FM. And you are with my wonderful co-host, Sharissa, <laughs> and our producer, Shell, and... Me. How come I didn't get a wonderful? <laughs> oh yes, oh sorry, yes, yes, yes. Uh, She's got the a mic most in there too. <laughs> amazing, the most amazing producer on the coast, Shell herself. <laughs> and she's not a shell of herself. She's the real deal, the real deal. <laughs> sorry, Teresa. Oh, and you're in, and you're with Danny here on this absolutely delicious. <laughs> Wednesday afternoon, and it certainly is. I don't see a cloud in the sky. That's because we've got these... Um, blinds got, down. We, yeah, we've got the blinds down. <laughs> but so. if you open the blinds, there are a few clouds, but the sun is shining. Oh, the sun is shining. So I hope and pray the sun is shining in your hearts, wherever you may be listening from. Today, around Australia, or possibly some other parts of the world, have you heard of anyone listening to us outside of Australia, Charissa? I haven't yet, but I'm sure there's someone somewhere. There's some poor soul out there listening to us, <laughs> or listening to me anyway. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're glad that you are with us, and um, we hope and pray you are having a blessed day thus far. Now, uh, we are continuing in the book of Daniel today. We're getting towards um, the very end, of the climax, I guess, as far as... Um, the end point is concerned, and in particular as it relates to some of the things that are taking place all around us um, in our very day. So we're going to be looking at that, um, not so much today, but we're going to be taking a look at some interesting comparisons to our time and what the Bible in the book of Daniel in that chapter 11 and chapter 12 speak of um, as taking place. So incredible comparison. So we're going to be doing that next week as we seek to wrap up, but okay. this week... We are in Daniel chapter 10. Mm -hmm. So for those who would like to share a comment or a question or may have a prayer request, how can they reach us, Sharissa? They can reach us by calling or texting us on 0491-064-669 or if you want to call the general station number, you can call 1-800-324-843. Fantastic. So you have those numbers, and if you do want to get in touch with us, by all means, do so at any time. We'd love to um, have your questions, and we'll seek to answer them Mm -hmm. as well. So as I pointed out, um, we are in the book of Daniel, this very important, very exciting, and very relevant book for the times that we are especially living in as we prepare for the coming of Jesus. And that's what we're all about here on Looking Up. We we are focused on the words of Jesus who said, when you see all these things taking place, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So in the meantime, before we get cracking and into our program, I want to encourage you to sit back and listen to this beautiful song from Carly Fletcher and Sandra Enterman. Do you really know me? Enjoy. Like a picture that's been marked, distorted and defamed. The world can hardly see me, and I often get the blame. My name has been misused, given to things I'd never do. But the question remains, do you? Do you really know me? Do you 
Sharissa, Shell, and Danny here on Faith FM. And we are now looking forward to journeying with you through the book of Daniel this afternoon. But we're not going to jump in that right at this very moment. The book of Daniel is a, is a very important book, Sharissa. I'm, I'm believing that more and more as we study. <laughs> oh, absolutely super important, especially those who are living at the climax of human history. Extremely important, extremely relevant. So we're going to continue that journey, and Daniel chapter 10 is, is really an epic chapter mm. on the great controversy where God, where God pull, pulls back the curtain and uh, gives us, um, I guess, an, an insight into this spiritual war that is going on between good and evil, and, uh, yeah, so, and, and how everything fits into that. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Mm. Uh, very important subject as we take a look at that and yeah, just so much in that space, especially when it comes to prayer, fasting, Amen. seeking the Lord. And I know that's a, a, a topic that's very near and dear to your heart. 
Amen. All of our hearts. All of our hearts, <laughs> indeed, yes. And um, so let's take a look at some of the things that have been happening in the news um, over this past week as they connect to Bible prophecy, because that's that's how we seek to look at the news. Um, we, we are looking at the news from the perspective of Bible prophecy. So as our prophetic antennas go up, what has, um, you know, what has come into view for you this week? Yeah, well, uh, we were just trying to think of something. Well, I was trying to think of something before the program, and I've been seeing the G7 summit, the world mm, leaders yeah, all coming Yeah, that's been going together. on yeah, this past weekend. And uh, talking about climate change and climate change deals. There's a big thing coming up in November, though. I think you told me that. There is, yeah. I think it's November 1 to 10 there in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, there's the big COP26 um, summit mm-hmm. where that's going to be uh, – it's considered to be like like the Paris climate uh, summit that they had back in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, which was seen as a make-or-break event mm-hmm. for, for the, you know, for the well-being and for the survival of the planet, yeah. you know, to use the language that they use, you know. So, um, yeah, the G7 – I was away um, up in up in Queensland uh, this past weekend doing a series on Noah, which I'll get to in just a little bit. So I'm still trying to catch up on the news of of, of what took place at the G7. But one thing, but one thing that's come through um, very clearly, and you pointed that out, is the climate change um, agenda was was really right up there, if not front and centre, mm. as far as um, what their great concern is and. I believe, I personally believe, and we'll look at this probably probably next week and certainly when we do this series on the days of Noah, that the climate change issue I currently see as as dovetailing um, into the final worship war. I just see it so clearly. Yeah, um, uniting the world, people coming together yeah. for a one purpose. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Re- regardless of whether they're religious or not. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, the G7, I've just got one headline here. This is from the, the Guardian newspaper, and it says, uh, G7 leaders face make-or-break moment in climate crisis. Hmm. That's pretty, yeah, pretty heavy-duty words uh, in, this, in this title. And so they're seeing, um, you know, these G7, you know, the seven most powerful Nations on the planet, you know, the seven largest economies in the world, you know, getting together. I'm not sure how how much of this world's economy these top seven nations make up, but I'd, I'd guess it'd be at least half of the world's economy. Um, and and they're saying, you know, it's a make or break moment. Yeah. Oh, there's there's that. There's so much, isn't there, happening right now? Yeah. And also, I've just come to mind too, looking at all of this woke stuff mm. in the news in America, especially the critical race theory. Yeah. Um, my husband and I were looking at some news clips of parents who are stepping up, standing up and saying they're really upset about you know this critical race theory being taught in their schools to children because basically you can do anything and you'll be termed a racist yeah. as far as that theory goes. And um, it was yeah so interesting to see you know America, this great nation, now having this theory come in, and it's also got a lot of roots with um, communism. There's some similarities there. There with, is with that. It's just it wasn't about race in in China. It was about class. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So we've got. Um, the enemy is so cunning. He is. The enemy is so cunning. And ever since the beginning of time, Satan has had one, um, you know, one 
one great aim, and that is, you know, he wants to have the place of God, mm-hmm. which is worship. And so, so he goes about, you know, deceiving in whatever way he can to bring confusion to the minds of, of, of individuals and ultimately, ultimately to take away our minds away from God and to take away the worship that belongs to God and to have it for himself. And so if he can take our minds and divert our minds away from God's truth, which helps us to understand who we are, that we're all created in the image of God, that this world has been created by God and given to us and we are to be stewards of this world and regardless of where we live, um, we are all precious and we all have a responsibility to the planet, to one another and ultimately to God. When the devil takes us away from God's blueprint and God's foundation, then we have all sorts of different ideas and theories coming onto the surface and all these things create division. Yes. Division. Yeah. So if I could put it in a nutshell, if I could put it in a nutshell, whenever we seek to live our lives in harmony with God's template that he has given to us in his word, we have harmony. Mm. Harmony between humans and God between humans and their environment, and there is complete harmony. And the Sabbath really is the 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 symbol of this harmony mm-hmm. between humans and God, God, uh, sorry, humans and the environment, and all working together in beautiful harmony. And the enemy comes along, and for him, it's the complete opposite. He brings in all sorts of ideas, all sorts of um, uh, things that you've mentioned, in order to create division, dissension, hatred, um, and so on and so forth, because that 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 feeds his purpose that ultimately takes us away from God and thinking about God and our eyes on God and to himself, and he is the ruler of this world. And It's just oh, So anyway, I've done a little bit of a sermon there. <laughs> it was a good one. And yeah. the devil knows how the blessing that lies in the Sabbath yeah. too, so he yeah. creates the counterfeit yeah. to try and draw people away from Absolutely. God's blessing. And so we're going to be sharing on this um, in, in the weeks to come, and as I pointed out, climate change, the climate change issue and the end time Sabbath worship issue, I see these going hand in hand. Mm. And there's reasons for that. And, um, you know, I talked about, I talked about being up in Brisbane this past weekend and oh, I was yeah. invited. Yeah. I was invited by a church and several churches sort of, um, pulled together and invited, you know, friends and family and so forth to come and listen. And they invited me to do a series on Noah. Oh, that's yeah. one of your favorite subjects. That's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> um, there's those uh, four chapters in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapters six to nine. And uh, Jesus said, the reason why it's become one of my favorite subjects, oh, I've only really looked at it in depth probably the last 12 months. Jesus said, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be before the son of man returns. He also said the same thing about the days of Lot um, in Luke 17. Um, and so as I have dug deep into, into this subject, I have discovered that we are literally living in the days of Noah and being, and, and having the privilege to share this again in Brisbane and bring out, you know, some of the incredible truths and take a look at the parallels. Mm. It really is mind boggling, Sharissa. I'm telling oh, you, it is mind boggling. I can't study it here on the radio with oh, our listeners. It's going to be exciting. So, <laughs> so we are, we are going to go where, um, yeah, very few people have. <laughs> it sounds a little bit funny, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're. It sounds epic. It does sound epic. And people are like, whoa. No, no, but we're, we're going to take a, we're, we're going to take a look at some comparisons. Okay. That, um, are just mind boggling. 
And uh, it's just really, really exciting. So all these things are telling us that the Lord is coming very soon. Amen. He is coming very, very soon. Yeah, and it's not just the world news, but just even meeting different people who are sensing the whole, like people that aren't studying the Bible, people that are not even pursuing a relationship with God, but meeting them because mm. God is drawing them. The Holy Spirit is placing in their hearts this desire to, hey, I, I don't know what God's Word says, what the Bible says. Can someone please teach me? met someone like that yesterday, and it was just really amazing. Like the way the Holy Spirit is, is moving. This person has been praying for a month for God to lead them to wow. truth, and um, and through a series of miraculous events we meet, you know. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's another sign of the times. Amen. Absolutely. And, and it's like, you know, with Faith FM. Yeah. Uh, we've heard testimonies of people, you know, who did who didn't have any interest or desire, um, or, yeah, they didn't go out of their way to tune into Faith FM. Mm. All of a sudden, the radio station appears, um, and they start listening to it. And before they know it, they're they're hearing exactly what they need to hear. Amen. And it's just, it's just incredible how the how the Lord is working. We had a lady speaking of you know a, a, a divine intervention. We had a lady at church, not this last Saturday because I wasn't there, but the previous Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came in, and I could cl- I hadn't seen her before. And so at the end of the service, um, her name's Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives from she lives at Gateshead, you know, which is somewhere okay. here in Newcastle, yeah. yep. Newcastle way. Anyway, uh, she tells me, I say, you know, you know, lovely to see you, da 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 da. You know, where are you from? You know, and so forth. You know, I always like to just find out where people are from, and you know, as I welcome them. And she said. Um, you wouldn't believe what happened. I'm like, tell me, I'm all ears. You know, I want to hear. So she shares with me what happened. She was there Saturday morning. She is sipping on her cappuccino or coffee. I can't remember what she was saying. She was in a coffee shop just sipping away, just enjoying some quiet time on her own, not with anyone else. When she had, she had this strong sense, almost like a voice within her tell her, you need to go to church today in Morissette. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, really? And she goes on. She goes, yeah. So, she, you know, she didn't know which church. I mean, you know, it's it's Saturday. You know, what church could wow. be open on Saturday? So she Googles it and she finds out that our church, the Hillview Seventh-day Adventist Church, where I'm a pastor, which is in Morissette, you know, is open. She has a look and it's open from, you know, 11 o'clock we have our service. And she came a little bit later. So she came. Wow. And, um, and she says, yes. Drive. Yeah, yeah, from Gateshead. I don't know how, how, how far was it? 40 minutes? At least, yeah. yeah. So, so she drove 40 minutes, um, you know, not to any church. She didn't. To your church. Yeah, it, it wasn't to the, um, what's your church? Hamilton? Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, it's incredible how God is working, it you is. know, and that's, that's so exciting. Yeah. You know? But we've been praying. Yeah, I'm, we not gonna, have to. I'm not going to mention that right now because we're going to deal with prayer yeah. in our Bible study, and um, maybe we can share some testimonies of yeah, prayer, what God's to. been doing as we have been praying. Because I know your church and your leadership team and your church has been praying, mm-hmm. and our church have been doing that this year in particular. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, sure. as we go along. So yeah, exciting things are happening. Um, there's a convergence, a real convergence of uh, Bible prophecy, uh, of world events coming together, and more and more we have, um, you know, political leaders, um, religious leaders, economic leaders, um, you name it, scientists, activists um, coming together, and they're and they're stating that we as human beings, if we pull together, we have the solution, and this cannot be further from the truth. 
That's right. And so this, I believe, will bring the world to that final end time crisis. And it's interesting, it's interesting that in Daniel chapter 2, and we looked at this, you know, right at the beginning where it talked, where, where, you know, God gave King Nebuchadnezzar that dream in Daniel chapter 2, you know, the history of the nations from the days of Babylon all the way to the end. It says, you know, um, that rock that is cut without hands, without hands, without human intervention comes and that rock is the coming of Christ and that fills the whole world and that is what will bring about eternal peace, happiness for this planet, for Amen. people and for planet. And that's what we're waiting for. We're yeah. in the toes of that we're image. In the toenails. Toenails of time. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. The toenails of time. <laughs> that could be a good that could be a good title. For Daniel chapter 2. There you go. I'm looking out for that, Sharissa, when you have that as your title. The toenails of time. <laughs> if you like it, send us a text and tell Sharissa <laughs> she is on a winner. The toenails of time. I like it. So, yeah, we are we are getting very close to the coming of Jesus. And um, so we praise the Lord for that. We need to keep looking up. Yes. Because our redemption indeed is drawing near. Indeed. Anything else before we close off this segment? Probably just to remind it that if anyone's listening and they're thinking, you know what, I would love to study more Mm. the Bible, that um, they could also contact us and we can put them in touch with a local Faith FM rep who could open the Bible with them because this is the time to do it. While we have that opportunity, don't miss it. It's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. So there you go, folk. Open invitation. Just call in if you want to study the Bible with someone and we will help you out. Well, we're going to go to some music, then we've got uh, the news, and then we're going to be back to to launch into our Bible study on Daniel chapter 10. So sit back and enjoy the Lesser Light Collective. In the ancient land Chaldea, in the mind of a troubled king, came a dream of power and meaning, yet the dreamer forgot everything. But another who dreams of our future will never forget what he sees. So let's believe this dreamer, please. The forgetter was Nebuchadnezzar, who called his magicians in. But they couldn't see much there, and they trembled with fear and chagrin. Oh, children, remember the spirit who knows every dream we've dreamed, who tells us we are highly esteemed. The king dreams, he sees the
You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus Jesus how I trust him
trust Him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that He is with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him. Looking up and Faith FM on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, and indeed it is a beautiful day, Sharissa. It is. In fact, every day with the Lord is a beautiful day. Amen. The Lord is always good. Rain, hail or shine, His love is always shining upon us, and we praise the Lord for that. Well, we are now ready to move into our study, but before we do that, our study on Daniel 10. Sharissa, what do we have as our special gift at the end of today's program? All right. So to everyone who's listening right now, we have a special prize for the first person. Which Who, who are you going to give it to today? Um, we'll give it to the first and third. Oh, okay. First and third person who will call and text us at the end of the program with the code word, that the mm. key code word that oh, you're going to I've already got the code oh. word in my head. Okay, I've already can't wait. got the code word. I'm going to write it down and you tell me if you yep. think this is. Oh, it's going to be a good one. That's the code word. <laughs> we know the code word and you, just, you will just have to keep listening. <laughs> it's going to be the main theme of our study all today. All right, all right. So the free offer will be a book called The Essential Jesus, The Man, The Message, The Mission by a man named Brian Ball and William Johnson. So I will share more about that book as the program goes, but just wanted to alert everybody there's an offer that they can call or text us on 491 yeah, fantastic. So that's a, a great book as another resource to be added to your spiritual library. Well, we are ready to plunge into this all-important study of Daniel chapter 10 where God pulls back the curtain on the great controversy, this, this war between good and evil, um, this epic battle. And so we will learn some some valuable principles uh, that are part and parcel of this great controversy war 
that has at the very center human beings who are making a choice of where they're going to spend eternity, who will be their master, who will be their Lord, and how we can how we can choose to be on the side of the one who has won, Amen. and that is Jesus Christ. So, Sharissa, do you want to begin by having a prayer for us, uh, all of us that are listening in and tuning in, and then we're going to plunge into our study? Sure. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the privilege we have to study the Bible. We invite your Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our guide and be with our listeners wherever they may be joining us from. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So if you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to open them up to Daniel chapter 10. Is, is our study for today. We have been going through the book of Daniel chapter by chapter. We have. We had a few little detours along the way we and did. parked ourselves in different spots, but it's been a great study. Yeah, it has been. We have really been blessed. And in case you would like to catch up on some of the previous studies, how can people catch up on what they may have missed if they would like yeah. to journey with us from the beginning, from Daniel chapter one? So you can go to our website, Faith FM website, and there after each program, I believe our shows are uploaded as podcasts. That's right. So you can go there and listen to them. But you know what else I'd encourage our listeners to do is to get the Faith FM app. Yes. Yeah, you can get there and you can just scroll through the app. You can click on our program, looking up, and it's all there. Mm. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so it's there, looking up. It's and a you free can, app. It is. It is. It's a wonderful free app. And all the other programs are there, obviously, as well. So, yeah, if you'd like to catch up, feel free to do that. So now, Daniel chapter 10. Um, just, a, just a little bit of background before we plunge into Daniel chapter 10. Sharissa, I think, would be helpful, especially to... To those who may be joining us for the very first time. Sure. Uh, the book of Daniel really is uh, a book that, that takes a look at this central issue, um, in the great controversy, which is the issue of worship and allegiance and loyalty and, and the choice that we all have to make. And at the very beginning of the book, we find that Daniel makes that choice to be faithful and loyal to God. Come what may, him and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, join him in making that decision. And in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, Daniel and his friends purposed in their hearts that they would not defile themselves with what the king provided as far as food and drink was concerned. And nothing of the Babylonian ways when it came to their uh, relationship with God would be that which would defile them. So they made a very clear choice from the very beginning. And as we go through the book, we discover that this, um, that this great controversy is played out where Daniel and his friends, they are forced in situations where they've got to make a choice and literally a life and death choice. You know, we've got the story of the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. Daniel wasn't present there on the plain of Jura at that particular time, but his three friends were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and vice versa. We have the three boys who are not present when Daniel ends up in the lion's den. And once again, the issue is over what? Worship. Worship and allegiance and loyalty to God. So that really is the center of the book of Daniel. It's the center of the book of Revelation as well. Mm. And we may study some of the key um, aspects of the book of Revelation, I think, probably in the future. We will probably do that because these two books go hand in hand. And so we have been taking a look in particular at the prophecies in the book of Daniel. So in Daniel chapter 2, you have a prophecy that outlines the history of the world from the days of Daniel in King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian period all the way through to the end of time. Mm -hmm. In Daniel chapter 7, 
we have that same prophecy given, but God not only repeats, but he enlarges. Yes, that's a principle of prophecy yeah, there, it isn't is. it? It is. Repeat and enlarge. Gives more Re- detail. Exactly. So, um, so we've got the bare bones in Daniel 2, then we've got, you know, more added. Uh, in Daniel chapter 7, and in particular there we have, you know, this final um, crisis uh, un- unpacked, and in particular the, the whole worship issue in the great controversy in Daniel chapter 7. Then Daniel chapter 8, we have that same prophecy minus Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the days of Medo-Persia yep. all the way through to the end of time. And there the focus is on the sanctuary. Yes. You know, um, that will come under attack. Yeah, I was just... Motioning for the two animals that were charging at each other. Yeah, yeah. The, the, ram the, ram, the, the ram and the goat, exactly right. Yeah. And so that's the third prophecy, and that also encaptures, you know, Daniel chapter 9. Uh, so Daniel 8 and Daniel 9 go hand in hand. And then we have the final and the fourth um, outline of Bible prophecy and world mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. beginning in Daniel chapter 10 all the way through to the end of Daniel chapter 12. So that's where we are right now. So this repeat and enlarge, and we're going to discover in this passage, we we have in details, in these three chapters, we have in details God's great controversy unpacked. It's exciting, and it's an amazing study. It is an amazing study. So that's a little bit of background, folk, um, just to to catch you up on where we are. So the main issue in Daniel is? Worship. Worship, indeed. And so, Same as Revelation. Really. Same as Revelation. It's, it's, it's the worship. And do you know and what? From the, the very beginning. From the very beginning. And we'll probably go there yep. as, as we're going along. And the Moa man has started up again. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Moa man. We love the Moa man. He's got, he, he's got to do his job. And, um, and hopefully that doesn't, doesn't distract us too much. <laughs> I'm not sure if our listeners can hear the Moa man. <laughs> but anyway, he's just going about doing his job. Happy as Larry. We can see him. Anyway, he's <laughs> moving away a little bit now, Sharissa, I think. Yep, so yay. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Keeps it interesting. It does, it does. All right, so let's take a look at um, this passage. So um, if you would like to read um, verses 1 to 3, Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 to 3, and then we'll, um, yeah, we'll start unpacking it. Sure. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was also called Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled." Okay, well, so what do we have here? Well, we have Daniel here, and he's, again, troubled. He's mourning, and he's fasting, because he hasn't fully understood a message. Mm. Uh, it says here, um, he hasn't understood the, the vision. Yeah, he says... Um, he fully says, understood. Yeah, exactly. So he says, um, um, the message was true. Mm-hmm. So he says, the message he has received from God is true. But the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. So, so we we seem to have here a, a delay, mm-hmm. a delay. You know, he, Daniel's wondering what the delay, what, why the delay. Now, the context as I was as I was looking this up and as I was thinking of where we have been thus far, because Daniel is once again praying. 
you know, for three weeks is fasting and praying. And we're going to talk a little bit about fasting and prayer as we go along. But we, we know from the previous chapters, from the previous chapter, I should say, Daniel chapter nine, he was fast, he was praying there as well. Mm-hmm. He was, he was fasting and praying. In Daniel chapter nine, we discover that he was, he was fasting. Um, and verse he was, three. yeah, in verse three, do you want to read that? Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. Okay, now why was he fasting with sackcloth and um, and ashes and and so forth? Well, why was he doing he's that? Not in, rejoicing. No, he's not rejoicing. <laughs> he's not so rejoicing. He's mourning. He's mourning. So why was he doing that in, was, Dan, in Daniel uh, 9? What was the context? Well, if we keep reading there, he's very concerned because his people, the people that he's a part of, have rebelled against God and they're not obeying him and they're not following him. That's right. And so right at the beginning of Daniel chapter 9, we discover that, that Daniel realizes that, and he understands that based on the, on the passage in Jeremiah, that God would accomplish, you know, 70 years of desolation, um, for the sanctuary in particular. Mm-hmm. And so we have, we have, we have the sanctuary in Jerusalem that lies in ruins, mm-hmm. the temple that that God through Solomon erected, that the that the Babylonians came and destroyed in 586 BC, that lies in ruins. And so Daniel is asking, Lord, how long will this? How long will this last? Will it be seventy years? Because he's received that previous vision of two thousand three hundred years, which we've looked at in Daniel eight. Mm. So he couldn't work it out. And so when we get to Daniel chapter ten, we discover. That the Medes and the Persians ha- are on the scene of history. It's the third so, year. Yep. So Babylon's come and gone. That's right. Babylon has come and gone. It's the third year. So we know from history that the Medes and the Persians, Cyrus the Great, he overthrew Babylon in 539 BC. Mm-hmm. So three years into his reign, we're looking at about 536 BC. Now, we don't have time to, to look into it, but the book of Ezra uh, gives us decrees that were given, the first one by Cyrus, for the children of Israel or the, or the, or the, or the, or the people of Judah who were in exile in Babylon to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Daniel obviously couldn't go. He was, he was an old man. Probably by this time, Daniel is probably about mid-80s. You know, if he was about 17, when he came to Babylon, you know, 70 years on, he's probably around 85, 86, 87. So he most probably couldn't go back with um, a number of the exiles. But as you read the book of Ezra, you discover the opposition that the Jews faced in seeking to rebuild their temple. Hmm. And so that's what's going on here. So Daniel realizes there's a serious battle going on for the place of worship. Yeah. Once again, worship is at stake. And, uh, and what's, and what, and the big deal here is that unless, unless the, the Jewish people have freedom and the ability to rebuild the temple, that sanctuary will remain desolate. That sanctuary will remain in ruins. And Daniel knows based on the prophecy in Daniel chapter nine that the Messiah is 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 supposed to come. Mm-hmm. The Messiah is supposed to come. So no sanctuary rebuilt, you know, will 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 will, will deter you know the, the Messiah from coming. You know, as far as Daniel is concerned, yeah. you know, the sanctuary services and so forth. So that's really what's at stake here. 
Oh, you just set the table for us. Yeah. So, um, so, so there, there, there's a real battle going on. It's and no so, wonder he's mourning. He's mourning. He's mourning because the work um, is being held up, and the word is uh, sorry, the work um, is is suffering because of the opposition that the Jews are receiving. Mm. So that's a little on that. Now, so so it was a very big deal. A very, big, big, big deal. So if you want to take a look at um, the next passage, and we'll read verses 4 and 5. All right. Now, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is, the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. And we've got 12, 10 seconds left. Oh, we do too. I've, I've lost track of time. Thank you, Sharissa. We'll Sit be back. back. We'll be back after this beautiful song from Vocal Union. I got carried away. Enjoy. We read and heard a story from the blessed old book. How the walls of Jericho, the people marched around. And when the trumpet sounded, how the mighty walls shook. Walls around the city came a tumbling down The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den He rolled the waters back before old Moses and his men He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and his sin The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds that blew He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he do Never will forsake us, man, and I will make come Safely he will lead his faithful children on home The Lord said, Brother Jonah, go to Nineveh land But he disobeyed the Lord by hiding away Then Jonah got converted to obey the command From the well the Lord delivered him on that day The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den He rolled the waters back before old Moses and his men He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and his sin The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty wind that blew He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he'd do Never will forsake us, man, and not what may come Safely he will lead his faithful children on home The Lord has raised the dead and caused the blinded to see Cleanse the leper spots and turn the water to wine The Lord's the same today and now forever will be There's no other power like the Savior divine The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's in Roll the waters back before old Moses and his men He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and his sin The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds that blew He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he do Never will forsake us, matter not when they come Safely he will lead his faithful children on home Wow. I Amen. Love that. <laughs> Imagine being able to sing like that. Yeah. Wow, that was something else. Shell. <laughs> you just hit the nail on the head with that amazing song. That was just fantastic. It Where did was. you find that song, Shell? That was just brilliant. He will lead his children home. That's a beautiful message and the singing was just out of this world. Amen. I I came across those guys when I was looking for um, what Heavenly Music, which is one of my favorite hymns. Wow. And they sing a beautiful version of that. 
Oh, that was just wonderful. So I hope and pray that you local were... Local union. Oh, local union indeed. That was just fantastic. Just a beautiful song. And, um, yeah, he does. He leads his people home, Charissa. Praise the Lord for That's that. That's the story of We'd Daniel. We'd be lost without it. <laughs> That's the story of Daniel. In fact, every single one of those yeah. four prophecies ends at the second coming of Christ. And home. And home. The second coming and home and the victory mm. that God you know, gives to his people. Mm-hmm. And so Christ is victorious in every single one of those prophecies, which, which, is, the, which is the end and uh, the glorious end. All right, so we're going through Daniel chapter 10. We're going to go through it um, uh, as, as quickly as we can, but carefully as we can, because then we want to take a look at the, the two key themes in this chapter, which are prayer and the great controversy, and really they go hand in hand. So we want to take a look at that. And just remind everyone that there's a free offer coming Yeah, too. go for it. Just the Essential Jesus, it's the free book we're giving to the first and third person who calls or texts us on our studio number, 0491 with the code word. Mm. The code word's coming at the end of the program, so it stay is, tuned. It is. It's a six-letter word. Oh, it's giving a clue. Word. I am. I'm giving a clue, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a, a great prize. So you started reading verse 4 and 5 before yeah. we ran out of time. Um, do you want to just read? Back up a bit. Yeah, just read verse 4 to 6. All right. So now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold of Euphrates. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Wow. So who would this be, Charissa? Does this, does this sound similar to a description that we find of Jesus Christ himself it in Revelation? It sounds just like Jesus that we meet in Revelation. Yeah, absolutely. Let's have a look at Revelation chapter 1. And, um, and it's interesting here, the, the description that we find, Revelation chapter 1 and verses 12 to 16, All right. if you want to read that. Sure. Then here the Bible says, Then I turned, this is now John the Revelator, Mm -hmm. to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head... Oh, and hair were like were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And this is then verse seventeen says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Wow, that's a powerful passage. So that's Jesus Christ mm-hmm. himself uh, that appears to John the Revelator. And here we have Jesus Christ appearing to Daniel. So this this. Uh, point in and of itself ties these two books together. Now it's interesting that John said he 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 fell as a dead man, mm-hmm. you know, um, at the presence of Christ, and Jesus said to him, "Do not be afraid." Mm-hmm. 
Do not be afraid. Now keep reading, and it's fascinating what we discover that takes place next. So read, if you could oh. please, verses 7 to 9 of Daniel chapter 10. Oh, sorry, back to Daniel. Yeah, back to Daniel, sorry. Daniel chapter 10, yep. verses 7 to 9. All right. So here the Bible says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Mm-hmm. So here is Daniel and he has no strength, just like John. He feels like dead, a dead man. Like a dead man, exactly right, um, with, with the appearance of Christ. And as we keep reading, it's interesting. Um, now, we have, now we have another character that comes onto the scene in verse 10. If you want to read from verse 10 uh, through to, um, say, verse 12. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Wow. So what do we have here? Do not fear. Do not fear. Same message. The same message as do not be afraid to John. Mm -hmm. And, O Daniel, you know, greatly beloved. So affirmation, just like John was affirmed, mm. you know, and not, nothing to be afraid of. And I think that this is really a key theme um, in the ministry of Christ. Over and over again, he would say, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I really I love those two phrases. Do not be afraid and man greatly beloved. Because mm. there are times when we might feel like Daniel. Absolutely. When we're down in the dumps yeah. and life feels like it's all <laughs> collapsing around us and our world's caving in. But in those times, we can remember what, what that message was to Daniel, we remember that we are greatly beloved by God. Mm, that's, that is the most precious message, isn't it? It really is. We are greatly beloved. And uh, Daniel is waiting. You know, we read earlier on that he's waiting, waiting, and he's praying, and he's, and he's not quite sure, you know, how, how this is all going to pan out in the, in the near future, but he believes that God, God's word is true, that the time, as we read earlier, that the message um, was true, that the appointed time was true, but it was a long, mm-hmm. a long way off. And it reminds me of the second coming mm-hmm. because Jesus told us in John 14, he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. There's that phrase again, you know, you believe in God, believe also in me, in my Father's house are many mansions. And he goes on and he, and he shares with his disciples and with all of us that he's coming back, that where he is, we may be also. You know, in my father's house are many, many mansions or many rooms. And the book of Revelation ends three times where Jesus says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Um, and so we are, we are waiting. You know, we believe it to be true. We believe the promise to be true, but we are waiting and it's not easy to be waiting. Yep. You know, the delay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, what we do in that delay is really important because remember it was while Moses was up a mountain with mm. God and the delay <laughs> and then the children of Israel gave up and they said, ah, oh, we'll make a God out of our gold and they danced around their golden calf. Yeah. Uh, how, it can happen to anyone. I can, it can, it can. How, how we deal with the delay will, I guess, determine our destiny. That's, that's a good point. That's so true. And yeah, whereas you have you you you, know, you have you have the people who um, in Moses' day the Levites they didn't join in mm. with uh, you know the debauchery and the, and the idol worship they were true to God they were faithful to God and so God will have a faithful people at the end of time who you know who who will not get taken in by the delay and and distracted by the delay but will remain true and daniel was true he didn't quite understand everything but one thing he knew and that was to pray mm-hmm. and i think that's a really important lesson um as we as we take a look at prayer in a little bit that when we don't understand the best thing to do is to pray amen yeah so all right well, let, well let's keep reading um before we before we park ourselves and deal with the prayer and the great controversy. So if you want to keep reading from verse 13 to verse 14. Well, yeah, 13 and 14. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. All right, so there's a lot in here, isn't there, Sharissa? Oh, that was packed, yeah. <laughs> Firstly, let's take a look at this term, Michael. Yeah, let's Michael. do that. This is a term that has been misunderstood by many, and there are many who are wondering, who is this being Michael? Mm-hmm. Now, this being appears um, five times in a supernatural context, mm-hmm. and this being, as I discovered, also appears a couple of times at least in the Old Testament in reference to a person's name, just not, not a divine being, uh, but a person's name. And in case you're wondering where those two uh, places are, the one one is in Numbers chapter 13, verse 13, and the other one is First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13, where that name, Michael, is simply the name of a person. But we want to take a look at this um, supernatural being, because this is a supernatural being here that is being described. Mm-hmm. Now, the word Michael means one who is like God. Mm. Um, I found that one definition has that uh, phrase as a question. Yep. You know, one who is like God. The there is uh, none. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so I guess it's a rhetorical question. Yep. And the other one as a statement, one yep. who is just like God. And uh, there is only one being in the universe that claimed to be like God in the true sense of the word. And who was that? Well, Jesus is Jesus. God. Yeah. What but there's Jesus? someone who wants to be yeah, like Yeah, there Jesus. is someone who wants to be like God, and we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that because there is always a counterfeit. Yep. Jesus said, you have seen the Father, you have seen me. Is I it? and the Father are one. He is God. He is, he is God, yes. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is uh, God in every sense of the word as the Father is God Amen. in every sense, of, as the Holy Spirit is God. You know, we believe in we believe in one God made up of three individual persons. Yes. Um, so Michael, very interesting. Where Michael appears, uh, the the this name Michael appears here in Daniel, 
and also in the book of Jude, the last, second last book of the Bible, just before Revelation, if you want to read Jude verse 9. So there's only one chapter in the book of Jude. And if you want to read verse 9. Sure. Where we have Michael appearing the next time. It says, Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Okay, so there's a dispute here concerning the body of Moses. Yep. Now, where is Moses today? Well, according to the Bible, he, he came down to visit Jesus from heaven on the Mount of Transfiguration. With Elijah. With Elijah. So Moses has been resurrected. Yes. Because the Bible tells us that Moses died mm-hmm. at the age of 120. So we have Michael the archangel here disputing with the devil concerning the body of Moses. Who alone has the power to bring about a resurrection? Do Jesus. I, Jesus. Do angels, I am the resurrection and the life. Exactly. So Jesus said that to John. I am the resurrection and the life. And so Jesus here is Michael. This yeah. is another name for Jesus Christ because he is the one in the thick of the battle. Yeah. Okay. So then we have one other time if you want to go to Revelation 12. Revelation 12 verses 7 to 9. And here we have Michael once again described in the context of spiritual warfare. It's his battle name. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Okay, so here we have Michael in the context of of warfare, and one last time, Sharissa, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. I almost tried it from memory. (laughs) (laughs) I just need the first word. All right. Here the Bible says, At that time Michael shall stand up. That great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who was found written in the book. Thank you so much. So here we have Michael standing up on behalf of his people and delivering them. So in scripture, Michael in an end time context, in a spiritual warfare context, is a reference to Christ and he delivers his people each time. He delivered Moses. Mm. He delivers his end time people. He delivers those that are on his side in the book of Revelation. Michael, he is Jesus Christ that delivers us. So sit back and listen to this song and we're going to come back and look some more at this great controversy.
Take time to be holy, be thou my vision. That's a beautiful piece from Timeless. Oh, it's just beautiful. <laughs> just just beautiful. And uh so we are we are in Daniel chapter ten and we're looking to unpack some of these symbols, some of these names that uh have have, have brought about, I guess, some some confusion, in particular in Christian circles, Sharissa. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to who is Michael, yes. um, if he's the archangel, how can he be Jesus Christ if he is the archangel? We just read that in Jude uh, chapter 1 verse 9 or, or verse 9. Uh, how, how do we explain that? How do we explain that um, Jesus is Michael if he is Michael the archangel. Mm. Like, how yeah. do we explain that? Well, I'd, I'd, lo- I'd remind them, the one verse that comes to my mind, mm. and you'll probably have others, is in First Thessalonians 4, verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So he's he's got that trumpet call voice, the voice of the archangel. I, we understand that the archangel is the leader of the angel armies of heaven. Mm, a bit like the President of the United States is the Commander-in-Chief yes. of the U.S. Army. Yeah. Uh, so we have Jesus Christ. He is the leader of the angels. So he's not an angel, mm-hmm. but he is the leader of the angels. And it's interesting because you have in Revelation 12, we looked at that earlier, verses 7 times, Michael and his angels. Mm. fought with the dragon and his angels. Yes. So it's very clear that we have, a, uh, you know, that we distinguish between Michael, Jesus Christ, and his angels. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting in Judges chapter 6, verse 11, it speaks of the angel of the Lord, capital A, the angel of the Lord in Judges chapter 6, verse 11. Yep. And uh, we also have... A reference to Jacob wrestling with the angel, capital A angel, yep. and uh, we we know as we read that story that he was wrestling not with a not with a literal created being, but he was wrestling with Jesus Christ Himself. That's right, and also I mean it's not Michael in the text, but in Joshua chapter five, remember when Joshua? Oh yes, you yes, know, yes, um, and in verse. 14, he sees a man, that a warrior, mm-hmm. and he says, um, who are you? Are you for us or our adversaries? In verse 14, this is Jesus, and he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. 
And then the Bible says, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. Ah, yes. Angels of God don't accept worship. That is very, very clear. Thank you for bringing that up. So that's a great, uh, where was that passage again? This is Joshua chapter 5. Verses 13, basically, to 15. Okay. When it comes to angels um, not allowing human beings to worship them, um, we have we have in the book of Revelation, we have John, yeah. um, who is about to worship the angel, and notice what the angel says to him. And I'm reading here in uh, Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10, and it says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. So the, the context is, is he, he's given a message from the angel. Yep. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, this is the angel speaking to John, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow, what's that word? Servant. Yes. And of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the angel clearly here tells John, do not worship me for I'm a fellow angel. Oh, sorry, I'm a fellow servant, yes. just as you are. And Created and, being. And what are angels? Angels are messengers. Mm-hmm. Angels are servants of God, just like John was a servant of God. And human beings can be angels, as in, right. you know, they're messengers. That's what the word angelos in the Greek means. It means to be a messenger. And we have that repeated again if I'm not mistaken, in Revelation 22, verses 8 and 9, if you want to read that for us. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. Okay, very clear. It's uh, it's a carbon copy. So when we've got Daniel... In Daniel chapter 10, and the Bible says that, you know, there was no strength in him. He, he falls to the ground in verse 9, Daniel chapter 10, verse 9. Um, he, he falls to the ground like in a deep sleep, you know, with his face to the ground. Um, and, and, and I guess he, he is, he is in worship. You know, he's prostrate. He's overcome. As, he's overcome. And we don't have that being saying, no, don't do this because this is Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus Christ is worthy of worship. So very, very interesting. And so, yeah, so hopefully that that clears that up. Now, when it comes to this phrase here um, in verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, you know, one of the chief princes came to help me. Now, we're not talking about a physical Prince of Persia here, Sharissa. Mm-hmm. We're speaking of a spiritual power here that is given the symbolism of the Prince of Persia. He claims to be the ruler of the world. Claims to be the ruler of the world. So the Prince of Persia here is um, is code for the devil. Yes, and that shouldn't devil. be too surprising to us when we think about other times in Scripture where the devil has different fronts too. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, like, you mentioned a few. Yeah, yeah. On um, in um, in Isaiah chapter fourteen, in that chapter, in speaking of the king of Babylon, it goes on and speaks about Lucifer as well. So it makes a connection there. And same thing happens, I think, in Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. Uh, reference is made there to the king of Tyre. That's right. So his his 
saying, I'm these behind these things. Yeah. And Jesus spoke of Satan in John chapter 12, verse 31, as the ruler of this world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Paul speaks of um, this power of Satan in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, um, as the prince of of the power of the air, mm. uses that phrase prince there. So we've got the prince of the host, who is Jesus Christ, and the then true prince of the true prince of heaven, and then we've got Satan. An who imposter. Is the, the, uh, yeah, the imposter who is the prince of this air, or in this case here in Daniel chapter 10, you know, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And so we have, you know, we, we, have, we have Christ through the Holy Spirit seeking to influence you know, the, the Persian king, the King Cyrus, to enable the, the children of Israel to go back and to rebuild the sanctuary, to rebuild the city from which the Messiah would come. Because the 70-week prophecy, that 490-year prophecy, is in connection with the temple being rebuilt. Mm. And Satan does not want that prophecy to be fulfilled that we read of in Daniel chapter 9. So that's what's going on. So there are so many, you know, spiritual moving parts in this, and you always need to go back to what has happened. Yeah, I really feel like as we're reading this chapter, Daniel chapter uh, ten, it's pulling back the curtains mm. on this spiritual battle, this this great controversy that you're describing. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it's eye opening. When you look at that and think about today. That's right. So Satan's aim is to prevent the Messiah from coming onto the scene of history. Ah, he dreads that. He dreads that. He heard that in the garden mm-hmm. when God made that promise to Adam and Eve, you know, that the the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. He heard that promise. Some, you know, I guess from, from Daniel's point, we're looking at three and a half thousand years before that. And he knows that when the Messiah comes to the earth, it's all over for him. It's curtains for him. And so he is seeking to prevent the Messiah from making uh, his grand entrance into human history because when the Messiah comes and when he dies on the cross and when Daniel chapter 9 is fulfilled, that is it. That is his nail in the coffin. Mm. He's done and dusted. And so he's doing all he can to prevent the Jews from rebuilding the sanctuary and the appearance of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so that's... Stakes the, are high for the, him. Oh, <laughs> they could not be higher. Yeah. They could not be higher. All right, let's keep, let's keep reading. Um, that's, that's very powerful. Um, so let's get to the end of this passage. So I think we're up to verse 15 now. So if you want to read from verse 15, um, yeah, all the way through to verse 19. Sure. When I had spoken such words, when he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you, be strong, yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Wow. The language there, once again, is... Is, is so clear and conclusive. He's been touched by an angel three times. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you were talking about something. No, 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 no. I was, 
I was I was Clear I was going in that in that direction that we have once again you know greatly beloved, mm. you know fear not, yes. peace be to you, be strong, be strong. I've underlined all those words. Mm. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, that that's the language of Christ. Yeah. Um, whether it be Christ directly or Christ through one of His servants, you know, an angel or a human, being, that is the message of heaven. It's such a makes you feel safe. It does, yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing to be afraid of. Um, and he was greatly strengthened. And then, if you want to conclude um, that passage in verses twenty and twenty-one, chapter ten concludes with these words. Then he said, "Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. Uh, and when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the Scripture of Truth." And then there's a bracket statement that continues on into the next chapter. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince, also in the first year of Darius the Mede. I even I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. Wow, there we go. So here we have um, the the chapter finishing with Michael. You know, Michael once again is the is the only one that will provide that strength. You know, no one. No one can help but Michael himself. And isn't it wonderful that God actually is willing to help us? Yeah. Like he could have far more important things to do than to worry about pitiful human beings like us on this planet, but he cares about every single one. That that, that really is an incredible thought, Sharissa. Um, the universe is so vast. It's, it's, beyond, it's beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. And yet God has such an intimate interest in humanity. You know, we are we are not even a speck, mm-hmm. you know, in the universe, and yet God loves us. God cares about us. He's and got all the time in the world for us. That's just phenomenal. And He was willing. God was willing to to you know put everything on the line in order to save us. Amen. It, it's just incredible. So here we have <clears throat> Daniel pointing out that that Michael brings strength. And um, and this battle continues. This battle, God told Daniel, would go beyond the, the, the time of the Medes and the Persians. This battle would continue into the time of Greece. Mm-hmm. And chapter 11, as we're going to take a look at next week, takes us all the way from not only the time of Greece, Medo-Persia, Greece, but all the way to the very end of time. So this spiritual battle, um, this great controversy between good and evil is very real. So let's take a look now, um, and we're gonna, we're gonna continue, um, after the news and, um, and after some music, um, by looking at probably uh, the, the, the greatest theme that comes through in this great controversy, which is, which is prayer. Yes. You know, Daniel is praying. Um, how significant is that in the great controversy, Sharissa? Oh, well, in this chapter, we see it's a game changer. Like, um, whether or not you and I can see our prayers being answered, Daniel chapter 10 tells us that when we pray, God is working to answer our prayers. Mm. And there's an amazing book. It's called The Great Controversy. And there's a quote in there, and it's something, it goes uh, something like this, that prayer enables God to do for us that which he could not do, did we not thus ask. Mm. Because it's the great controversy. Like he has to respect free, free, freedom of choice. Because yeah. God is love, and he, you know, he will do nothing to take that away from us. Because he wants us to have the opportunity to make our own choices and to choose if we love him or choose not to. That's he's. That's something he's willing. So to prayer do. is 
prayer is is the place where we exercise our freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, we we, we, we pray call to God, upon him. call upon Him, giving Him an opportunity to work on our behalf. And um, you know, Daniel's praying for twenty one days. Yeah. I think we probably need to talk about you know praying yeah. um, for a long period of time, and so we're going to be looking at uh, prayer a lot more as we as we come back after the news and after this break. So stay tuned. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. It's great to have you on Looking Up as we are now in the final stretch, Charissa, of this pretty 
Yeah. Pretty important Bible study that we've been looking at. That's right. And uh, we're also just about there to give away our code word for we our are. book offer. We are. A free, free prize to the first yeah. person. I'll, I'll give a clue. Person. The word is a six-letter word and it begins with the... With the letter P. Oh, now the letter P. Someone a might try it now. <laughs> and the book uh, to remind our listeners, it's a book called "The Essential Jesus," and it's it's a thoughtful look at the relevancy of Jesus today. And it's a def- it's a very good book according to what I'm looking at here. So who was Jesus? Are the gospel accounts of his birth, life, and death, and teachings reliable? Why did he die? If you want to know the answers to these questions, this is a book to get your hands on. It's a great apologetic. It'll help um, answer a lot of questions that a lot of people ask. So great book. So we'll give that away to the first and third caller. That's what you said. At the end of the program. Now, Sharissa, we have uh, come to the end of this chapter, but we want to take a look at um, what... I consider to be, and I think you're in alignment with me, the key theme in this chapter of that, that really unpacks the great controversy that pulls back the curtain on this great struggle between good and evil and how we are in the middle making a choice. Um, we have been given that gift. Satan cannot take that choice, that gift away from us, and God certainly uh, is not willing to. So we have that gift of choice. And um, the the key... The key issue in the great controversy is is prayer. Really how how prayer is how how prayer comes about. So let's talk a little bit about prayer. Because um, it's a form of worship. It is a form of worship, indeed. Indeed. Um, I I tend to feel like like there's a, a number of passages here that deal with prayer mm-hmm. um, in Daniel ten. But for me I would suggest that one of the key uh, one of the key verses is verse twelve. Daniel 10, verse 12. Do you want to read that? And then I'll share with you why I believe so. Sure. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Okay. A couple of things here that stood out for me. Number one, Daniel is assured, although he's been praying and fasting for three weeks, mm-hmm. and it appears that, you know, his his prayer may not be heard, um, or or why the delay? You know, often we think when there's a delay that God's not hearing our prayer. But here we are told that if we pray humbly, with all of our hearts, sincerely, from the very first day when we pray, like Daniel, our prayer will be heard. That's right. But that is exactly what it says. While we pray, God is working. Yeah. So when you're in God's waiting room, He is working on your yeah. behalf. So how, how have you experienced, you know, that waiting on God to mm. answer? Have you prayed for anything over a long period of time and just praying and, and waiting on the Lord? And, um, yeah. if you don't mind sharing maybe an experience or two and what that felt like and, and, and how God was able to lead you through that time. Probably the, the greatest thing that comes to my mind most quickly is the um, prayer that Justin and I put into our uh, long distance relationship, working okay, out yes. how that was, it was not only long distance, but it was quite long too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had people all the time saying, you know, when, when are you going to move forward and all this? And we were praying real hard about, um, obstacles and things that had to be overcome. But, now, after all of that time, looking back, I can see that God's timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. And had had we gone ahead and pushed ahead in our own time, in our own way, things would be different. And um, God's way is best. 
Yeah, and how long how long were you in this um, waiting room, as you call it? Four and a half years. Four and a half years, that's a long period of It was a long, long distance uh, relationship. I was here in Australia and he was in California. Wow. We had 24 trips between us. <laughs> wow, are you serious? That, yeah, and they weren't, we didn't have Just to. as well it was pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, we wouldn't be here today. No, you wouldn't be. But not only that, but we only paid for very few of them because they were often preaching trips or mission trips where we both wow. were called to different places. So we got to spend 24 trips in the space of four, four and, and a half, half years. years. So that's yeah. like 54 months or something, if my <laughs> maths is correct. 48. Um, yeah, 48 it was a lot of time years. we got to have. Wow. Yeah. That, that's almost every two, three months you guys were connecting. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And you were praying and, and, yeah. and asking the Lord for his will to be done. And look, I can, I can relate to that a little bit, a tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in that my relationship with my wife, she was in Queensland. I was in Melbourne. That's uh, long. That's, yeah, it's only, <laughs> almost as long as it's only a two hour <laughs> journey by plane and there's no, there's no, there's no ocean to, to crisscross. Um, and we were, we were, yeah, dating, I guess, from go to woe from when we first met to when we got married for 12 months. Mm. Uh, and that felt like a long time. I mean, I was in Melbourne. She was in Brisbane for the first six months or so of our relationship. And that felt like an eternity. Mm-hmm. So you were four and a half years. Uh-huh. And there were times when we were just about to get engaged and move forward. And then something would come up and we were back to square one again. But had we gone forward at that time, again, looking back, we'd be in very different places right now. So, wow. Yeah, it's God's timing. So, so you're, you're of the firm belief that if we, if we wait on God, we can trust in Him in His timing. Yeah, I believe not only is that my experience, but it's something that comes up over and over again in the Bible. We see people waiting on the Lord and Him coming through. It's something you have to experience. Yeah. And um, I'd encourage our listeners to actually pray <laughs> and yeah. put God to the test. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, you have to pray and ask Him. and According to His will, he, he will bless. If only our friend Abraham had waited on the Lord for that <laughs> promised son. Yeah, the world would Today, be different. Today, it would be very different. The Middle East would be very different, mm. indeed. Um, now, another another point here regarding prayer and humility. You want to take us a little bit through that. What's your understanding of the importance of humility in prayer? Because it says, you know, this this heavenly being, and, and we believe it was an angel, this heavenly being says to Daniel, you know, uh, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of things we could say about that, but prayer is not something that we engage in to tell God what to do. Mm. We come to God because the very posture of prayer says, I need help. <laughs> I need help outside of myself. And when we come to God in prayer, we're humbling ourselves, recognizing we can't, but He can. And even when I think about how Jesus taught His disciples to pray, He yeah. said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or holy is Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a very you a reverent respect for who God is when He taught His disciples. And uh, you probably know Pavel Goya. Yeah. He's a wonderful prayer I've warrior. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I was actually a ministry assignment. I was told by the conference president, "Go spend a day with him oh, <laughs> when he was here." Wow, what a hard One of job the best that days was! Of your life, yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my husband and I went out and we spent some time with him. And at the end, he said, "Well, let's pray together." And I was so excited, thinking, "Oh, good, we're going to hear this man pray," you know. 
And the thing that stood out to me was his humility in the prayer. There was a long pause, and then when he prayed, it was he was humbling himself before God in the prayer. And so it's such a important thing to humble ourselves, to realize who God is, wow. and to have a true appreciation of who we are. I believe that's well. really at the foundation of prayer. A humble spirit, a humble heart. And I think of, you know, that famous text in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It begins, if my people yes. who are called by my name, the first thing, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And so I believe this is very much at the heart of prayer, genuine prayer, and Daniel humbles his heart here. We have in Daniel chapter 9, he humbles his heart once again. He includes himself in the sin of his people, even though, according to, he hadn't done those things, and the Bible speaks of him in, uh, in the complete opposite way. We have Daniel here as an example of someone who pleads with God, who doesn't let go of the arm of God, who continues to pray. And that's something that I find challenging, Sharissa, if I need to be honest. Um, and we talked about maybe sharing a little bit from our experience at our church there at the Hillview Church. Uh, our head elder several months ago, probably about four months ago, encouraged us to to pray. Uh, before we were going to come, you know, before the whiteboard with our whiteboard markers to 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 put together a strategy, a plan for how we can, you know, um, seek to do God's will in the harvest. He said, let's come together and pray. Amen. No whiteboard, no whiteboard markers, but instead on our knees and pray. And so we we're praying for three things, you know, praying for God, for him to reveal to us his vision, how we ought to go about the work that he's called us to do, um, for God to, you know, prepare the harvest and for God to bring about revival. And it's been a challenging experience to be in God's waiting room and we are praying and praying. But what's been fascinating, although we haven't uh, put together any strategic plan as yet, we're still waiting, we're still praying on the Lord, but God has been doing amazing things during this waiting time period. Amen. So that's that's been our experience there at Hillview. So I don't know about you. You mentioned that you guys there at Hamilton have also been praying. Yeah, we've, we've been praying that God would lead us to people in our local community who want to study His Word and who are wistfully looking up to heaven, mm-hmm. as it were, wanting to know what's going on in the world. And just yesterday, well, on Sunday, um, my husband received a text message from someone in the area uh, I've never been to one of your churches, but I, I really have been sensing the Holy Spirit leading me. Could you come and meet with me wow. and pray? And so we got to make a visit. I'm not sure if they're listening. We told them about Faith FM and, uh, gave, gave him the, the, uh, Faith FM, uh, what do you call it? Station number. So 87.6. Yeah. He wrote it down and just, just so he could tune in. But, uh, we had an amazing conversation and just hearing, he said he'd been praying for a month. Um, every day, God, please lead me, please, because he didn't know what to do. And uh, through a series of events, which we can see the fingerprints of God all over mm-hmm. it now, um, God led him and c- connected him with us, and he wants to study the Bible with his wife and make up five children. Wow. Well, they, they, these are divine oh, appointments. Go, should, go, go, go. Keep, keep going, keep going. You're on a roll here. Um, he shared with us that he's been, he was blown away. He knew, he knows so many things and he's been looking up things on YouTube and stumbled across sermons and stuff. He said, I've been listening to an Adventist pastor who, who recently died and I really love his sermons. And we're thinking, who could that be? Have you ever heard of Walter Pearson? 
Yes, I have. Yeah. He's, He's a powerful been, preacher. He loves listening to Walter Pearson. Isn't that amazing? That African-American. The African-American. Powerful preacher. Powerful preacher who's passed away. He's sleeping in the grave until Jesus comes. Mm. His sermons are still going around the world. And here's someone up here in this part of Australia who's tuning in, watching his recorded sermons and being moved by the Holy Spirit. I think that's amazing. (laughs) That was just one of the presentations that he's mentioned, but uh, there's other speakers he listens to. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit enabled the the believers, those 120 believers, to speak in other languages. And I believe today as the Holy Spirit is being poured out and will be poured out in even greater measure in the coming days, the Holy Spirit will enable people to tune in to podcasts, to sermons, to connect with individuals. God will answer people's he'll, prayers. He'll, absolutely. He'll bring people to the church, like I mentioned earlier, this yeah, lady. That, that just randomly turned up, you know, from enjoying her coffee or latte or whatever she was enjoying in the coffee shop on a Saturday morning. She was told, you need to go to church in yeah. Morissette. <laughs> Amazing. And um, so God's going to be doing more and more of this if we humble ourselves and pray like Daniel and seek and seek God to intervene in people's lives. Because Daniel was praying for God to intervene in his people so that his people would be the ambassadors that God had given them a second opportunity to be to fulfill the promises of the Messiah. Amen. And just on that note, there's a prayer in the book of Psalms. It's Psalm 51. It's called the Prayer of Repentance. And there's a verse that just highlights and captures everything that we've been talking about. Verse 17, it says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Oh, wow. A humble heart. What a, what a beautiful scripture. Thank you so much for that. Well, folk, we have we have come to the end of our journey almost, and I hope and pray that you have been blessed by this study in Daniel chapter 10. Um, we've got some music coming up in just a little bit from from Adam Becker, from Adam Baker. I was going to say Adam Becker, Adam Baker, build your kingdom. Uh, but I just want to remind you, we have our giveaway just after this song. So stay tuned for that. And we're going to share with you a little bit of what's happening next week as we wrap up the message of Daniel. Enjoy. to have you 
on Looking Up with Sharissa, Danny and Shal, and we are here in our final stretch. Sharissa, we've had a blessed time in the Word of God as always. Before we go to our giveaway, just a reminder, next week we are wrapping up the story of Daniel, the message of Daniel, and we're going to take a look at what Sharissa and I are convicted of is a, is a passage, an epic passage that points to what we are experiencing today in our world and in particular in, in Western society. So that's for next week as we bring everything to uh, a finale in the book of Daniel. Can't wait. But we have, we have this, um, the, that's our drum roll. the drum roll, the drum, <laughs> it's a pretty dodgy drum roll, but anyway, for our gift. Okay, Sharissa, do you want to tell us? Here we go. It's called The Essential Jesus and it's for the first or third person to call or text us with this code word. Are you ready? Prayer, that's the word. So if you call or text us with that word, the first or third person who does so will receive their free copy of The Essential Jesus. And the number again, 0491064669 or the general station number 1-800-324-843. Okay, so the first or the third caller in and you have this wonderful book that will be sent to you. Sharissa, we've been talking a lot about prayer because prayer really is at the heart of the experience with Jesus at the heart of revival, at the heart of reformation, at the heart of seeking to walk in tune with God. It really is. It's it's what makes your relationship with God real. Absolutely. Someone pointed out uh, that that there are seven prayers in the book of Daniel. No, I didn't you know, actually seven, that. Seven is the perfect number, of yes. course. And so this 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 teaches us that we ought to be praying all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible says pray without ceasing, and, you know, we continue to pray for God's will to be done. We humble our hearts. We seek first his kingdom, and we ask for his leading and guiding. And I believe God has so much more in store for us when we pray. I would have to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's a great story that you shared. Yeah, and I just want to add to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this person that we met, he told us he'd been praying every day for a month for God to help him, for God to lead him, because things in his life were just rock bottom at that time. And then we were able to share with him, well, we've been praying that God would lead us to people too. And mm-hmm. so it was just, we could see that God was answering prayers on both sides and how, how that must look from God's point of view, the great web of humanity and him moving people around and uh, you know, enabling these things to take place. It's just amazing. It is amazing. And you were sharing how he had a neighbor yeah. um, in his life that sowed some seed. That's right. I had an Adventist neighbor who moved away, and we don't know where he moved to, but he remembered that he was an Adventist Christian and he wanted to look up um, an Adventist church. Wow. So God is at work. Yeah. God is at work, and he's going to work more and more if we are available. Someone said, you know, it's not a matter of um, being able it's a matter of being available. And that is so true. You know, if we make ourselves available, God is willing and able to use us in mighty ways. And um, that's a big challenge to me, Sharissa. I know that I need to pray more. I need to spend more time on my knees because when I have prayed, the more I have prayed, the more God works, the less I stress and the less I have to you know, be grinding away because God is doing the work. And when we pray, God is able to work because He, because then we'll know that it's Him and not us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, like Daniel, Daniel's a good example. He was praying, he was fasting. You know, he was, he was, he was, he was giving everything. 
in praying to God for His will, for for understanding. And for guidance and for leading. And I hope and pray, my dear friends, that you too will be praying and seeking the Lord's blessings. Do you want to close out with prayer for us, Sharissa? Loving Father in heaven, thank you for this amazing story in Daniel chapter 10. We ask your blessing on all of our listeners and uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May God bless you and I pray that you'll have a blessed rest of the week and I pray that we'll be able to connect with you again next week. So keep looking up. God bless. Sharissa, Danny and Shell signing off. (laughs) Bye. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always.